But Sadi, Becca, how do you de-school without having kids? We were recently asked this question, and it's also one that we've been trying to find the words to explain as we offer de-schooling intensive trainings for both parents and adult supporting youth. The answer? De-schooling actually has nothing to do with kids or school. It has to do with the many layers of conditioning that we peel back in order to heal and reconnect to ourselves. Sound fluffy? It's kind of a hard thing to describe here in a podcast description. So listen in to hear our perspective of what de-schooling means to us and how it applies to all people, parents and non-parents alike. super excited about this podcast yes we are it's actually coming from you guys (laughs) from well not all of you but we asked the question on social media on instagram like what do you all want to hear us talk about Um, because we come up with topics all the time but it's really important to us that we're also supporting those that are listening in ways that make sense for you absolutely and so this came up yeah and i got all excited because we had already been talking about this you and i and it felt like, oh, now someone else is bringing this up. It means we need to record this conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about de-schooling and not so much through the lens of de-schooling, like what it means as unschooling parents or facilitators or people working or su- and supporting youth. But what does de-schooling mean for folks that don't have kids? Like, is this something, this is a question we get asked a lot, like, you know, people in our lives, like, oh, so you have to send your kid to school in order to de-school. And this is also where I feel like the word de-school doesn't really do it justice. (laughs) We're trying to figure out a new term, but it's a term that is uh, widely known and accepted. So we'll go with it here. But yeah, like, do do we even need to have kids in order to de-school? Of course we don't, because it's not about the children. Um, And I think that this is where it might be relevant to go into, like, what do we mean when we say de-school and i mean we've talked about this in so many podcasts but i think it's good to talk about it now and thinking about it as you listen if you don't have kids this is still relevant and so it means for us at least that we need to question every limiting belief that has been imposed on us by society's norms the school system our parents and other people that make us smaller than we have the potential to be. And that also is like manifested in the ways we think, we talk, we speak to ourselves and to others, like how we treat ourselves. So it's really, it has nothing to do with school in the same way that unschooling, yes, it means we're stepping away from a conventional system, but also unschooling is so much more than just not sending our kids to school. And de-schooling is so much more than like unschooling ourselves. But what it is, it's really, it is like this deprogramming of our minds, this deprogramming of the ways in which we think and we speak and we relate to ourselves and to one another. Yeah, and how we can actively take responsibility for breaking those patterns and those habits that we call oppressive. Yeah, and that's where de-schooling lies. Exactly. So de-schooling is really like de-oppression, anti-oppression. Uh, in some spaces, it's like decolonization work. It means looking at systems of power, looking at systems that have been built on the notion that there are people above and below, that there are 
people, usually small group of people that hold power over other people. Um, and this trickles down into our relationships. This trickles down into the ways in which we treat ourselves, in the ways in which we treat our partners or our friends or our family, community, our young people. But it's really about like the relationship we have with our fellow humans, also with animals, also with nature, and replacing tools of oppression that we've learned with power with dynamics like tools of liberation and connection and if i would boil it down to one word to me de-schooling is about empowerment Mm -hmm. it's like how can i strengthen my personal power at the same time as i'm strengthening the power of my fellow humans or animals or whatever it is you know it's like it's really it's about empowerment. It's about personal power, but not the kind of power that you get from suppressing someone else, but rather the opposite. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like day to day. So again, what does this look like for, for folks that don't have kids? Like what does it mean to de-school in your life? And I think it means like if there are thoughts, if there are things that you, um, yeah, like, you, like patterns that you constantly see in your life. Like let's say you know, you struggle with body image, right? Um, and you're like, you go on all those diets and you like, I don't know, try all the things and you don't want to be in your bikini and you're, you know, you're, you're a part of you is, is made smaller based on a societal norm that is telling you how you should be or what you should look like. And it's like causing you discomfort and pain that is something to de-school. And the way in which it, it looks like de-schooling is questioning those beliefs, like questioning, why do I think that I need to look a certain way? Where does that come from? Like, and, and understanding that there are systems at play and systems of oppression, um, you know, patriarchy and, you know, capitalism and uh, many other isms, let's just say that really cause us to begin to think in these ways about ourselves and and other people and maybe it's not a natural something that comes naturally to you maybe it's not the way that you naturally want to or do look at yourself but you're like constantly pinning yourself up against this societal norm that is hurtful to you i mean i think i can look at this through so many different lenses because i started my de-schooling work way before my son was born And to me, it looked like looking at my fears, the fears that were holding me back from living my dreams. Mm -hmm. It was so bad. I didn't even know what I wanted. I had no idea what what my dreams were. And I remember asking myself that question, but if I, if I could do anything, what, and I was like, I don't know, I have no idea because I didn't know how to connect with what was important to me. So for me, starting to connect with what I really enjoyed and liked um, was a huge step and little by little getting more and more connected to myself that's also Mm -hmm. de-schooling or like when I look at what was expected of me or what I had internalized thinking was expected of me and maybe it was never expected but I had internalized it and it can look like okay now Becca you're a trained teacher so now you're gonna be a teacher for the rest of your life 
okay, but I hate the school system and I get sick in the school system and I can't make it change the way I want to. Well, there is no choice. You are a trained teacher and now you have to be a teacher. I mean, basically those were the messages I was receiving when I was living in Sweden. And I was just like, okay, like I can't stay here because if I stay, the only options that I have is basically go going back to teaching and I didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. and so that thing of like questioning where you're at do you like your work why do you have it Um, I mean all the fears the money fears but I don't know how to do anything else questioning all of those things that is de-schooling or for instance questioning if you want to get married or not questioning if you want to have kids or not or at what what age is appropriate i mean we come with so many thoughts and ideas around this and we don't have to do any of that mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to think of things that i'm actively de-schooling right now that don't have anything to do with my son or our unschooling journey i mean it's all related it's all part of what i define our unschooling journey to be is actually de-schooling um And I I think a lot about like perfectionism and this, oh, like this desire and pull that I always have because it's there and it's something I'm battling to do things the right way. Right. And we've talked about this on other podcasts too, but you know, like, oh, you know, I, I, oh shit, we, (laughs) we, we just posted this carousel and instead of but b-u-t-t we wrote b-u-t we got to take it down and put it back up again you know like no why like does that define who we are as people and like so my response was like well if somebody has a problem with that then that's their problem they need to de-school that <laughs> you know but that's what de-schooling is it's like can we like how much grace do we have for ourselves to just be ourselves in whatever shape and form we are in any given moment without having to like transform and mold ourselves to meet other people's expectations and i think also just those limiting beliefs like for instance i'm de-schooling right now i've been de-schooling this for a long time but it really got very clear to me these days that i'm de-schooling the image of myself of being like a single mom in mexico and that because of that it's never going to be possible for me to make the money i need to not only survive but actually thrive Mm. um so that's like one example and that has nothing to do with teo really um is that like the scarcity mindset the scarcity mindset absolutely and the thoughts of like what could it look like does it have to um i mean we had this conversation too about like growing up that sometimes it feels like as if i'm not grown enough or i'm not grown up enough because i don't have my shit together according to those external parameters of what it should look like when you're 50 plus Mm -hmm. but as you very kindly pointed out do you want to say this here and now which part (laughs) the the unconventional yeah yeah like you know i think de-schooling is really about leaning into and embracing and falling sometimes into not even just leaning like maybe it's a, a quick little lean and then all of a sudden you're like whoa falling down the hole the rabbit hole <laughs> you know um of of le- like stepping away from a conventional way of living and looking at yourself in the world and those around you to embracing one of more more of unconventionality like 
you know, I was having a chat with a friend and we were talking about like family, like what families look like these days, like what, you know, and, and co-parenting and like, you know, that, that sometimes there's almost like shame around not having the, the perfect family where it's like two parents together raising a child or children together. Oh, and, and, and two heterosexual parents, by the way, of course. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. Like these I, images of what it needs to look like and that, you know, if you're not that, that there's like, not from everybody, not from all circles, but many times like a look of disdain from folks that maybe aren't aware of, of what de-schooling is or, or doing the work themselves to question their beliefs. So it's like, well, what do you mean you're co-parenting? Like you, you need to be, you have to be together, right? And what do you mean you're, you're raising a child together, but you, you aren't together romantically or physically? Like <laughs> yeah. that, that's not going to work. That's not going to fly. I mean, I, I would get this a lot too from certain people in, in my circles. Like, well, what, what, do you, what do you mean you're, you're not working right now? Like, how, how are you going to survive? And granted, there are real, like, there's real shit with that. Yes. Like, there's, there's reality, right? But the idea of giving space for something to emerge versus needing to have something, like, solid, because that's just the way it's always been done. And Yeah, like, for instance, I mean, put in other words, uh, instead of being employed, being self-employed. Yeah. I can't imagine going back to a nine-to-five. I haven't like, done and that's that. a conventional yeah. way of doing things. I haven't done that for 18 years, I realized. That's a long time. And I have no idea how I have survived all these years. A couple of years with huge support from my parents. Thank you, parents. I love you so much. But then just like it's, yeah, it's been challenging. And it's, it's, it's that thing of like, okay, but then you don't have a savings account and you don't have like life insurance and... No, I don't have any of that. Right. And that's the conventional way. That is the conventional way. And of course, I believe that you can have all of it, but maybe not at once. Maybe it takes some time before you get all of your shit together. And that's okay. Yeah. And for me, that's part of that de-schooling idea of like, oh, you have to you have to do things in a certain way. It has to look like you can't let go of the work you have before you've saved up enough money or you can't let go of your work until you have another job right. that has to be better paid or like that you know like those things for me are things that we can de-school whether we have kids or not. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like, you know, we were about to give this training again, um, our training the shift and each version each iteration is like an evolution of the one before. And it's only possible because we are actively looking at our training through the lens of de-schooling. Like, okay, what do we need to shift in order to center the relationship that we have with people and participants, right? In order to, to like, like we're learning in between each one right and during and during exactly in order to like carry the learning and the evolution like our own evolution but the evolution of the thing itself forward because otherwise it's like yeah are we going to do each thing the same way so it's like as you're talking becca i'm like to me de-schooling is evolution to me de-schooling is about learning 
and how the the learning kind of snowballs and it just becomes a different it kind of shape shifts too yeah. into the next version of itself so it's like that it can never be the same and people can't always be the same and relationships can't always be the same so it's like there's something about that like transformative energy in things that to me is what de-schooling is about and that is very liberating yes and I, and I think that for me that's that's what I enjoy so much when we get together and suddenly one of us says let's de-school the shit out of that <laughs> and it can be just a thought yeah. an idea or or a practice or something that we're doing and we're like yes and that's where we question it and we challenge our thoughts around it and we talk about what could it look like if it looked differently how can we open up to a completely different view around this yeah i'm thinking about also like some communities that i've been a part of that i'm no longer a part of and you know like hearing about the um the lack of de-schooling mm. in in certain circles too and again i'm not saying i'm sharing this not to say that what is happening in this example for is wrong or bad um because i think there is purpose in everything and there's something for everyone but just with the with the hope of like trying to focus on what de-schooling is like for me what communities that I've needed to step away from personally um I've had to make those choices because I haven't felt like a growth yeah. with people yeah. you know so it's like there's like a certain way that things are done and that way is the way to do it and there's a certain way that a community looks and that way and, and like if you don't kind of fit into that then it, it it I don't know like I've I personally need something with with growth you walk away well yeah I and I have walked yeah. away and it's not to say that that community those communities oops just drop my water bottle <laughs> <laughs> a big clunk of water bottle yeah yeah not to say that that community doesn't serve you know serve a purpose and isn't valuable to members of that community still but for me personally it's like I've had moments where I was like Man, there's some de-schooling that needs to get done in there, which is like like analyzing and observing like, okay, are we growing with? Are we evolving? Are we taking into account, you know, like the learnings, um, different perspectives, diversity? Or is it like the one way of how it needs to be and that's it? And this is why I love the agile model because I feel yeah. like, the agile model also is de-schooling to me. It yeah. is about iteration. Yeah. It is about like coming together and changing and being flexible and seeing what emerges and it about conversation and community and it not just be focused on like this one way of doing things, but it's like what actually happens when we come together and the people that create the community, what can we co-create and how does that keep changing and evolving over time? Yeah, and I think that when you're on your own, in your own life, and you don't have a community in that sense, I think that you can look at yourself and at your life through this lens of, do I feel stagnant or not? Mm. And again, like I am never gonna tell someone that they're doing something wrong when they're stagnant. Um, I think that stagnation is just a sign 
that we're actually getting ready to shift. We're getting ready to change. We don't have to, we all have our own processes, but if you feel like growing, if you feel like evolving, I think that stagnation is a really good sign that you have space for change. And what happens when we don't de-school is that we often say things like, but that's impossible. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is, I have this job and I, and I you know, like, or like I'm, I'm married to this person or I want to have children, but I don't have a partner. And so it's impossible to become a parent. You know, like it can, it can look in so many different ways. But I think that when we're in that space where we're stuck, where we're not happy with what we have, and we start making excuses for not making the changes, that's when we can really start de-schooling. Mm-hmm. And how, and how does, what does that look like? First of all, recognizing what we're doing. Like for me, that is what really pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. When I realized in my life that I was keeping myself back because I was using hundreds of different pretexts justifications I always had an answer to why I couldn't do what I was really longing to do that's when when I when I saw it and I recognized that I was doing that to myself I was like oh this is just me doing this to me Hmm. Um, okay and the questions that I asked myself were basically you know okay so if I weren't um, justifying myself all the time if I weren't looking for pretexts pretexts everywhere if I weren't so scared Mm -hmm. if if I didn't have any money issues or if I weren't if I didn't have fear Mm -hmm. and I could just lean into what I could do like what would I do if 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 I could if nothing stopped me Mm -hmm. what would I do and yeah. that's where that's where I got my answers. I love that, and that's that abundance, right? Like yeah. that. Okay, if I could dream up anything, like what is it that I want? Like yeah. what is it that I really want and need right now? Yeah. And that that space of potential. Exactly. Is, and I mean, I yeah. this is how I came to Mexico because mm-hmm. I asked Same. myself these questions for the first time in my life, and yeah. when I inhaled, I heard in my head. Mexico yeah and I had never been here before as you were talking I was thinking about intuition and for me my de-schooling journey has been so much about listening and creating space to hear my intuition yeah and that is and stop questioning it I guess yeah well even just like leaving space to hear it yeah because we all have it and that's part of being human um but and that's part of nature right like we're part of nature but we don't we don't necessarily give ourselves the space to actually listen to our intuition so we don't know what it feels like in our bodies we don't know what thoughts we have that are connected to our intuition because the only thing i would hear before Mm. this process was no 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 but that's not possible and that's <laughs> and that's why it is called de schooling yeah. because we learn to not listen. Yeah. We weren't born Mm-mm. not listening. We come into this world like yes, I do believe we come in with like generational trauma and like things attached to Absolutely. other experiences yeah. or that are, you know, have threads from other experiences, but for the most part we come in 
to this world like pure you know in that sense of like not very connected connected exactly and and so it's like we're conditioned not to be connected to to and not to trust that inner voice yeah and so it's like de-schooling to me is about reconnection it's about healing yeah it's about um like ident like yeah like connecting to our identity and to our personal power mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so and, yeah you think of like de fear it's like de fearing reconnection <laughs> i know i just really want i appreciate the term de-schooling it really I, I, well I it really has do. value but sometimes it feels limiting yeah i just want to rename it <laughs> <laughs> I want to de-school the definition of de-school. No. <laughs> the word. Yeah. No. No, I mean, because it's it's not just about school. I mean, school is like one avenue of oppression that causes us to disconnect from ourselves. But there's so many others, you yeah. know. It's like, yeah, colonization in and of itself. Like, yeah, just so much. It's... But we don't need to have kids in order to do this work. No, not Mm. at all. Not at all. I mean, and I think we we can also have kids and have grandkids and great-grandkids and not have kids. And, you know, I think the de-schooling work really first and foremost happens within our relationship to ourselves. And then, you know, I've said this on other podcasts, but it's like, my son is de-schooling because I'm still de-schooling. So it's like the ways in which we relate to ourselves affects how we relate to others and the the perspectives that our young people have on have on the world too and so it's like you can take out the young person and put your couple your partner your mom your dad your Your neighbor your boss like it's it's about relationship in that sense to me personally um yeah but you don't need to have kids to do it no. And it's an ongoing process. Like, it never ends. It's not like, okay, I got my degree in de-schooling, so therefore I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's evolution. It, it, that, yeah. And I think it's really interesting because maybe sometimes we're like, oh, I, I've got this now. And every time I think I've got something, life comes and smacks me mm-hmm. and shows me that there's more work to do. Yeah. There is one piece that I think is really important to mention, at least from my, my, in my experience, like to me, de-schooling also has to do with like, um, harm, like Mm. not causing harm. Yes. Because it's, um, it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm just gonna work on my like self-esteem, let's just say, Mm -hmm. and how, how I view my body and how I view the world and how I treat this, you know, this person and that person. But really it's about shedding when we say limiting beliefs it's also like thoughts actions behaviors that potentially harm not just ourselves but other people exactly which is why to me it's about empowerment Mm -hmm. like you can't like true empowerment you can't empower yourself um and not empower others like Mm -hmm. personal power has to do with sharing power with others and making others strong together Mm -hmm. with yourself in that process yeah yeah it's really it's and that's why it's liberation work yeah that's that's why it's big work yeah and it's not like "Eh, i'm just gonna de-school tomorrow tomorrow i'll do it no it's like i think we all have a responsibility to de-school to look at these things like our like our world 
humanity, our future is dependent on us doing this work in order to really like support future generations to actually have a planet first of all <laughs> because it's yeah. about our relationship to to the earth as well like are we using our power in ways that are like just pulling or are we giving back and that challenging that relationship of power like who has power how we're using our power um is such a big part of this work too and and it's critical and it's necessary and you don't have to be a parent to do it. In fact, like, I think we all need to do it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's just continue de-schooling our butts off. Yeah. B-U-T-T. <laughs> <laughs>